really one of the biggest gifts we can give when we love someone, whether we're in love or just when we love our friends or family, is giving them the gift of seeing them and then being curious about them too. And like being curious about how we can get to know them more, how we can love them more, how we can honor them more. And the Zodiac Wheel is a guide. Welcome to Let It Out with me, your host, Katie Dalebout. This week, astrologer Maddie Murphy is back on the podcast, actually. She was a guest before in 2017 when she owned a coffee shop in Brooklyn and actually hosted this podcast's first ever live recording in their shop. She was on with her co-founder, Brett, and it was we talk about it a little bit in this episode and actually she has a podcast as well now and I love it. I listen every single week. It's called the Cosmic RX and she had me on as a guest and that will be coming out on November 15th and you'll get to hear, she does my chart on the podcast and you'll get to hear a lot more about me if you want to listen to that episode. And we talk about our very kismet meeting, which was, you know, I happened to be in this coffee shop working when a Wall Street Journal reporter came in to interview someone about something happening in the coffee shop. And I was the person that they interviewed. And then Maddie and I became friends. They had my book in the coffee shop. We did a live episode there. It was really special. And we stayed in touch and then reconnected recently. And turns out Maddie has had a huge career pivot since then. She now has co-founded the Cosmic RX and she hosts the Cosmic RX radio podcast and leads this community around modern astrology. And I love it. I learned so much from her and it was so fun to reconnect and get to be on her podcast, which is a real part one to this conversation. So if you want to listen to that head over to her show and you can popcorn between the two episodes because they're kind of a continuation of each other. We recorded them back to back a couple weeks ago. And what I love about Maddie is how she combines her spiritual teachings with practical, actionable ideas and really helps me to understand astrology and has so much humor in everything that she does. I love how she speaks. I think she's hilarious. I laughed so much in this episode. We talked about how she made this big career transition and life transition. She was engaged and canceled a wedding and now is married. We talk about how her Saturn return changed the course of her life in so many ways, how the moon is an entry point for people into astrology. We talk about finding love and connection and purpose and a bit more about my chart in this episode. So it's a really casual conversation. 
This was a true delight to record. I laughed, I learned, and I loved getting to reconnect with Maddie. And so I hope you love it too. This is actually the season finale. We are going to take just two weeks off and then we'll be back for some more episodes. But in those two weeks, I will be airing episodes from the archive. And you can always dive into the archive of nearly 400 episodes anytime you'd like. But for now, enjoy my conversation with the very sweet, hilarious, wise Maddie Murphy. And I will talk to you at the end. If you want to learn a little bit more about me and my work, I'll give you a few updates. Thank you so much for being here. Maddie, I am so happy that you're here, that you're back on Let It Out. This is a true full circle moment to be honest we've been chatting for already like an hour and a half because i just did your podcast which i'm so happy exists so for people listening maddie and i met in this really kismet way when i first moved to new york she owned a coffee shop that i loved called the end and i ended up we just told this story on on her podcast, which you should go over and listen to because I chat with her and then she does my birth chart and we talk about that. And it's really, it was really fantastic. And we're going to get into that a little bit more because turns out Maddie had more to tell me and I have more to tell <laughs> you. But we we told the story there, but I'll tell it briefly again here because it's it's so funny. Like we hadn't talked to each other in a long time and then reconnected recently because... I had just moved to New York and I happened to live around the corner from this cafe called The Inn that I loved. And I happened to be in there when a Wall Street Journal reporter came in doing a story about... This was peak the unicorn latte, which they started at the shop. And I don't remember what the story was, but I was interviewed. And then somehow I met Maddie and then bada bing, bada boom... You had my book in your shop and we did Mm. our live podcast episode there where I interviewed you and Brett. And it was like the most magical, funny, like non-COVID safe packing people into the small cafe like sardines. And it was a real joy. (laughs) It was a very pre-COVID life. I love it. That was Mm -hmm. so much fun. I know. Uh, It was really wonderful. And then so recently, I, I was telling you this too, a friend sent me your newsletter like a year ago and I mm-hmm. didn't know it was you. I just saw Cosmic RX and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like I love this in astrology and it seems really interesting and different, but like didn't know much about it and like didn't know it was you until somewhat recently when I like made the connection that it was you. And then I really started reading it because I was like, wow, this is someone I not only love but but know and know from this time in my life that I feel kind of far from and it just felt more personal and connected and cozy to me mm-hmm. and very recently like a couple of days ago it was the full moon and I read your email out loud to a group of people I was at a big thief show with and we were like in this field after like gazing at the beautiful full moon. And I'll let you explain this, but basically it was a big deal, sort of a full moon. And I, I'm actually curious. That's like something I would love to kind of jump off with because I really felt that for the first time mm-hmm. ever. And I'd love to get into that with you, but I'm like reading Maddie's email out loud. And then I came home and I just like really felt it. And I posted about it on Instagram on let it out's Instagram. 
And then we connected on Instagram and, and Maddie was like, come do my podcast. And I'm so happy to know you had a podcast and then that we can do... Now we've been talking for three hours and this is, this is what you're hearing. And it's just this like really nice reconnection. And anyway, I'm just so happy you're here and I'm excited we get to catch up. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm so happy to be here. And everything you just said, this is like a, a cool full circle moment. And when I saw that you had yeah, reposted you know, something from my email newsletter, I was like, oh my God, like you're kind of someone who just slips into my consciousness a lot. I think it's because I have your book usually by my bed. So <laughs> you're just you're with me a lot. But then to see you know, like your name and post that, it was, it was like a, a rekindling or seeing someone like that you love from, you know, a summer crush energy, I said, or a great friend from elementary school you haven't seen in a while. And I was like, oh yeah, like, I love you. Let's, let's connect. And that whole story about, yeah, like how we met and you being in the end was so funny and so kismet. And I said it on my podcast and repeating myself, but you were the first person I knew, like, you know, met in person who had a successful podcast and you've just always inspired me. And I was like, I really want to do that. I want to tell people stories. I want to talk and something like just explore this medium. And so thank you for being a way shower and someone who just like a guiding light post for me in this field. Uh, it's just an honor to like be here. And I'm definitely gonna talk about those Aquarius moons because now that I've told you about your chart, I have something to tell you of why, <gasps> why you were probably going. You're a full-on lunatic for Mama <laughs> La Luna. So can I get into it? Like, should we Yeah, well, yes, absolutely. Moon? But wait, I just want to talk. I want to compliment you like a tiny bit more and then yes. I mean, <laughs> but, honey, yes, I receive, I receive. <laughs> I mean, I, I just want to say I feel the same way about you. And like you were someone who was so interesting and cool to me. And I never forgot about because I never forgot about how kind you were to me in New York, like during that time at the end of like having my book in your shop, like really meant a lot to me and letting us do a live episode there meant a lot to me. And like, I, I never forgot that. And then we sort of lost touch or just like hadn't spoken in a while. And I feel the exact same way about you. And, and honestly, Maddie, like it means so much that you say that about, and that you offered to have me on your podcast and say that because you know, since I started my podcast, there have been so many, like, you know, I was kind of the only person doing it like me out there. And now like mm -hmm. there's about 1 million billion people like that. And so it just, it's really, I've, this podcast has like been around for so long and sometimes I'm like, oh my God, is it like plateauing? And it really does help and like means so much that you said that and wanted me to come on your podcast and wanted to come back on mine. And it's really kind of you to say that and like speaks to your character and like is not lost on me. And thank you. <laughs> Yay. Uh, okay. Now let's, let's talk about the moon. Cause I want to circle back and talk more about you and starting cosmic RX and, and astrology, getting into astrology mm -hmm. in general. But I actually really like starting the show in the present and what's been present for you and us collectively. So like, let's get into the moon. Cause that's very present. <laughs> Tell me everything. Yeah. She is very present with us. Um, so the full moons that, you know, the full moon where you were reading the energy report out to everyone, it was very significant. So it was significant to you, very personally significant to you, but it was very important and potent for all of us. And, you know, to explain that, I'm going to zoom out a little bit. I love like studying patterns and, and structures. That's why I'm like a nerd out on astrology, but we are in 
I mentioned on my podcast in this January, we had that great conjunction, everyone bananas, even like CNN and like mainstream news sources were like, oh my God, like Jupiter and Saturn. Um, they called it the Christmas star. And it was like, what was allegedly happening when like Jesus was born. It was like a big deal. So this oh, wow. started two planets, Jupiter and Saturn are some of our, you know, biggest, most powerhouse planets out there. And every 20 years they come together and they start a new cycle for us. And that's why we kind of think about, you know, trends and, and times of life, like the kind of happened in these 20, like the early aughts to 2020, like we're in a whole new, a whole new game, right? We feel that. But what also was significant is for the past like 300 years, these 20 year cycles kept happening in earth signs. And that's why we've been you know, so much emphasis on like industrial revolution, progress, you know, real estate development, money, capitalism, everything's been very earth, earthy. This started, this was the first time in 300 years, minus one little blip in the 80s, where it's in an air sign. So we are all moving into where like thoughts and our mindset is like the most important in currency and our energy too. That's starting for the next like 300 years. So we're in, that's why everything feels bananas right now, because we're going into a really uncharted territory and it's very Aquarian. It's a very Aquarius influence where we need to be focusing on humanity, the collective. We've lived in a very individualistic society for a long time. That's over. We need to think about everyone and we need to have progress and we need to, we're like rapidly need to evolve past certain things we've been stuck in for a long time and everything. It's so much to talk about, but basically everyone who's listening, figure out what Aquarius means to you and, and be more of that in a really mm. high vibrational, high octave way. But like, you know, the universe has a, a divine wisdom and it's a, it's very loving, I believe, and it, it gives us a lot of help. So we're like, okay, we're trying to be more Aquarius, but like, what does that mean? And like, uh, we're kind of stuck. So the universe gave us two back-to-back -back Aquarius full moons this year to prep. The moon represents our inner world, our emotional landscape, our needs, our wants, our desires, how we respond to emotional stimuli. It's our inner child, it's our intuition, it's our creativity. It's our like soft, gushy spot within us. And so where we hold on to a lot of fear. It's where we hold on to a lot of subconscious patterning and full moons come to cleanse and complete end to end a cycle. And we had what was called an astrological blue moon this year, which is when you have two full moons in one zodiac season, which is extremely rare. A blue moon is rare in general, but there's seasonal ones, there's calendar ones. This only happens every, I think like 27 years. And it's because it's like, okay, well, hey, we're trying to be more Aquarius, but we're all holding on to something from the past. So yep, here comes an emotional cycle, July 22nd, July 23rd, something might've popped up for you. And then around August 22nd, 23rd, 24th, it was like, okay, we're going to do like a double shot of clean. Like, you know, when you like go to clean something, you're like, that needed two hits. Like I thought, <laughs> I thought it was clean, but turns out like uh, I had a whole other layer. It's like when you wash makeup off your face and you're like, I, mm -hmm. I did it. And then you use like a makeup wipe and you're like, actually like, whoa, yeah, there's a lot on there. And there's a lot of debris. <laughs> that is it. We hit that toner like in the cosmos. We had some psychic emotional debris, you know, going on. So this was big. This was, this year was really, really big. And 
I always think about like Britney Spears has an Aquarius moon. That's why this year has been so big for her because like Aquarius things cannot be stopped right now. There's like a momentum to them and there's a real urge for progress, radical rebellion, freedom, and just like, don't tell me what to do. I'm not playing by the old rules anymore, but we also don't really know what those new rules are. So that's the collective thing we're going through. The sun was in Leo for both of them. Um, we're being asked to drop a lot to like our heart center, very Leo, and to kind of like trust our hearts in a new way to help us move forward. And then you, my dear, have, as we talked about in our last podcast, your North Node is in Aquarius, your South Node's in Leo, right up against your moon. So you were feeling that, like, <laughs> that was just like, you know, we all were feeling it, but that was like a dart hitting a bullseye for you. Um, wow. Yeah. In fact, your moon was directly conjunct the sun in one of those moments. So basically it was just giving you everything we were feeling, like your emotional self was feeling really lit up, really activated. It's like a new hyper authentic version of you was being birthed. So that's my short version of it, which is hilarious. That was not short, but it was a very impactful moon for all of us, but especially for you. Wait, say the part again about the sun. Like, what do you mean by that? What was I feeling? So you I have, think I have of, an example. <laughs> okay. So, you know, when we begin to learn our own charts, we can see, okay, when the sun's in Leo, it's like every Leo season, you might have had some sort of emotional aha moment or some sort of clarity or something come through, maybe a, a childhood thing being cleared or a new creative version of you coming out because the sun is essentially illuminating your personal moon in Leo. And because Leo is ruled by the sun, you're going to feel like a a boost, whether that's confidence, you know, healing, expression, however that wants to manifest. And this year, it's like full moons are times of opposite energies and the, uh, the tension of the opposite energy manifests a new beginning. So with the sun and moon opposite, there was like a tension and your moon got like a, a real big cosmic clearing, a huge, like, I mean, I don't know what was going on for you, but like a, a download, an aha, and it was something like bringing out like a hyper, hyper, radically authentic, aligned, confident version of you, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. I hope that kind of resonates. Oh, but, yeah. Um, Let me give you specifics. Yeah, I love specifics. <laughs> because basically you just psychically got exactly that couldn't be more spot on without knowing it. And it's funny because... I mean, the story we told about how we reconnected was about me like really actively, especially reading your newsletter and especially like telling all my friends about the moon and staring at the moon and like being really into it for some reason. And and turns out we might know now, <laughs> but I think that makes so much sense of, of Leo season for me because I kept kind of saying to my friends here, we were also coming out of COVID in a sense, like at least it felt mm -hmm. that way before Delta in May for everyone, or it did for me of like everyone I knew at that point had gotten the vaccine pretty much here, mm -hmm. like in my like space and, or the people I see every day. And it felt like we were kind of mm -hmm. like, I remember, what is it? Memorial, yeah. Memorial day really felt mm -hmm. like this, I remember it was the first, first time for me. I don't know if you felt like this too, but 
I was seeing people on Instagram with people without being like, we are safe vaccinated. God, you know, everyone here is like, here are clean vaccines. Yeah. 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 Like everyone was, everyone was just doing stuff. And I was like, Oh, this thing is like, it it felt like really like coming out of something. And Mm -hmm. that felt complicated for me in a way, because I was, I, Mm -hmm. I had a pandemic where obviously I feel the weight and the loss of humanity and society and like all of that for sure. But personally, I kind of felt like I was coming out of my Saturn return at the onset of COVID or still in it maybe. And when the world was in this wild space, I felt like everyone was kind of meeting me where I was at. (laughs) Like my life felt so (laughs) chaotic and wild that I was like, oh yeah, tell me about it. You know, like I was able to sustain that wildness where I think if it had happened years, a couple of years, even a year prior to that, I was so controlling and not free. And that was something in in our last episode on your podcast, you told me that freedom was really important to me. And so I, you know, and that's like classic, like a lot of my neuroses come from like control and mm-hmm. trying to control and mm. freedom is like scary to me, but also like the medicine mm-hmm. I need. And so anyway, in May, I really felt that sense of outward. And and I felt like my friends and I kept being like, okay, we're out, we're summer, Leo season. Then mm-hmm. by the time July got here, I had a really good beginning of July. I was house sitting for my friend Dini, mm-hmm. who, who people might know from the podcast. She's done this podcast. And I was dog sitting my favorite dog here, who's a golden retriever. <laughs> and I was just living in this house and I was seeing all my friends all the time. And it was just so earnest and easy. And there was so much sweetness and it's like making me emotional to think mm-hmm. about it. But we were just outside and having picnics. And the I got this new sponsor of the podcast that was cherries, like the brew. And so we were like eating all these cherries and making things with cherries. And it was 4th of July. And it just felt like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of earnestness. And I guess that's maybe technically... Gemini, but I had had a really hard birthday and like Mm -hmm. spring was really challenging for me. And it felt like I was moving out of that. Like things were kind of like brightening up. And Mm -hmm. then something happened that week when I was at Dini's, like in the middle of July, probably when Leo season started that I, I basically like let go of something or like it let go of me finally, like kind of like this relationship-ish thing that I like was still holding on to. I just saw very clearly that that was done and like could let that go in this way that I thought I had done, but like maybe hadn't. And Mm -hmm. I didn't really think those two things were connected, but maybe they were. And I just started like going on all these dates, basically. Mm -hmm. Like I went on more (laughs) dates in that those weeks, then I have like maybe my whole life. And it wasn't like that Mm -hmm. many, but (laughs) it was just like, you know, the first one was just like someone from, you know, like raya.com or hinge.com or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And I, I happened to run into like my best friend here there. And we were both on dates with a person named Corey Mm-hmm. And like nothing happened of that. It didn't work out, but I had such a fun time like talking with my friend and like it became this like weird double date. And then the next one I went on was like also really fun. And he lived across the street from me. We figured out and like that was fun and weird. And then then I went to Michigan for the first time. Like I hadn't seen my family since early 2019. And so like mm-hmm. I went back there and that was like kind of a grounding 
thing. And then um, I was so excited to come back to LA and I was so excited to come back and be with my friends. And it was the same thing. It was like big and hot and heavy and we're out and we're doing things. And my friend, we, we were just, we're just in the neighborhood going to things and around each other and laughing. And it was just so fun and sweet and nice. And then right before that big full moon, I went to Joshua Tree with with my friend Savannah mm-hmm. for this concert and we we saw Alex G and like I felt like everyone I knew from LA was there and we ended up hanging out with these people and it was so much fun and it was like a real shifting moment for me and that mm-hmm. that was the new moon that was the, where the when the new moon was because I remember it because I was on my mm-hmm. period and I'm on my period always at the new moon or and not that's not true actually I just was then mm-hmm. and then you know we met these people and blah 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 and then a couple of weeks later we're at another concert and that's when I tagged you in that thing and and it was the the full moon and I felt like the end of that cycle. Like it felt like those those people. We were with the same people we met in Joshua Tree. We ended up. We did. We knew them a little bit before, but we were at another show with them out in this field, and something had just. I, I remember like walking away from that night, feeling like something was just illuminated. Like it all just kind mm-hmm. of like without it being said, it was illuminated how I felt about the situation. Like probably someone I had a crush on or, you know, like classic, mm-hmm. like things that I'm always feeling and processing. Mm-hmm. And it all just became very clear. And like, I just kind of knew. And the next day I went to the beach and then, and then it was like the end of the cycle. Cause I remember I got my period again and I felt like something, it was like a cycle had, had shifted and now I'm kind of in, into a different phase. And I really mm-hmm. feel Virgo season. Like I I've always really loved Virgo season. I always joke mm-hmm. that like I come alive, let it out comes alive. My business comes alive in Q4, you know, like mm-hmm. this is like the time. And I love the back to school energy even more than like a new year energy And maybe you can tell me why that is with my, with Virgo, Mm -hmm. but it just really felt like whatever that was in Joshua tree and whatever that was in that cycle really felt like it completed and that full moon. And then now I feel like I'm kind of shifting into something else. And those are the specifics of what you kind of told me. Mm -hmm. Did that fully track. <laughs> I love it. Like literally my favorite thing in the world is just sitting down, whether I'm at like a live event or have a new client or someone I'm just like on a podcast, I'm like I'm just going to throw out some information of what I'm feeling. And they're like, let me fill in the blanks for you. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, I love it. I also love it because all of astrology is a study of like the phases of the universe mixed with like behavioral psychology and mixed with like learning your own flavor. Like for me, I'm like, yes, a full moon, it's illuminating, it's clarity. But then to hear you paint out that story, the storytelling behind what that really feels like in action is actually really helpful for me as an astrologer. Cause then I can use that to explain things a little bit better to people too. Like, Oh, this is my, maybe what happens. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And yes, yeah, so, so powerful. There's so many things I was laughing. When you said Joshua tricks. I love it. It's one of my favorite sacred vortexes. I'm mm. traditionally an ocean girl, me backup mountain girl. I've recently like just went to Joshua Tree for the first time right before the pandemic. And I was like, oh my, I love it here. Like this is giving me different spiritual. Yes. I feel like that too. Like, like, oh, this is like a new channel. I just tuned into on a radio station. I'm like, yeah, like what's this? And it's so alien energy to me. Yes. And I've never before that I was never like an alien person. I'm like, I'm woo woo. I talk to ghosts. I'm good crystals. 
the stars, but I'm like, I don't know, aliens. And then after that, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, aliens, totally real star seeds <laughs> and Aquarius is the sign that's associated with aliens mm. and, and alien information. So I love that you're like, <gasps> dude, yeah, dude, come on. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We should do something together in Joshua tree. Um, sign, say less, like literally say less. Um, <laughs> like when, where, let's go, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. That's happening. Uh, okay. That's happening. 2023. Sign up. Yes. <laughs> I love that. And I love what you shared about the, um, the flirtation. I mean, I'm like, I'm like, I wish I was taking notes when you're talking the flirtation and the hyper, like feeling on and buzzy and just sort of this like kismet synchronicity time, especially around like dating and putting yourself out there. That was very much moving through your chart. And that's what I was telling you on my podcast. That was a sneak peek for mm, 2022. Like totally. more of that, more of that. And on my podcast, I do the interviews, but on Monday or Friday, I don't even know what day it comes out Friday. I do an energy report. That's just like a half hour, like news report, of like what's going on on the planets for the week ahead. And I do a segment called like, if astrology isn't real, then why? And I just talk about things from the last week of like, so this happened exactly lined up with astrology. And I kept saying to people, I was like, we're going to have a breakthrough May 14th to July 28th when Jupiter moves into Pisces. It's going to feel amazing. It's going to feel hopeful. It's going to feel like blessings and it's going to feel sweet. And I'm like, it's going to feel like a music festival meets like your fairy godmother's coming here. But then we're going to realize like, oop, we need to actually take some responsibility and accountability and do some things. And that's our sneak peek for the blessings that we can call in and the healing and art and mm. magic of 2022. And those were like the day the CDC was like May 13th. You don't have to wear a mask. And it was like July 28th. All right, everyone, we're masking back up again. <laughs> Delta's here. And I was like, if astrology is not real, like tell me why the freak that happened. So yeah, um, yeah this, this summer has been, I hope everyone listening can kind of think about where they were, especially in July. Like, July was a real sneak peek of something that you might be ready for, for more of in 2022. Oh, that's so encouraging and interesting because I was really stuck energetically, I think, for all of this year and just kind of in, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it, but last summer felt really exciting and new and the novelty. And I was like, just feeling really sparkly and good. And, and then the fall felt really good in a different way of like, I had moved into this apartment and, and then really stuck in a lot of ways in this spring. And I do feel like I was coming out of it in July and that felt really good. And then maybe the timing doesn't like go exactly with those dates because definitely like into the end of July and the beginning of August was when all of that was happening of, you mm -hmm. know, I started dating and that felt it just felt really correct and like after that joshua tree situation where it, like it gave me a boost and it just mm -hmm. felt like nice to be liked by someone and i felt like in every other dating mm -hmm. scenario i was like had to consult a million people on like what to text back but with this one i was just mm -hmm. like i felt really in my worth and really like oh cool unattached and it just felt really nice to like have someone like me like I knew this person liked mm. me and that felt really nice and then I went on a date with someone else when that was kind of starting 
And because of that, I had all this confidence that like I walked into this mm-hmm. date with someone new and I like stopped at the shop that I work at one day mm-hmm. a week and I like bought a really nice bottle of wine and I like having something in my hand felt mm-hmm. like it really helped me, you know, like sometimes like having a prop like <laughs> helps. <laughs> and so I walk in for some reason and Maddie, it was like, I was like a different person. Like for some reason, mm-hmm. I felt so confident. I felt so in my body and I like, really didn't I felt unattached and every other date I had been on didn't feel that way and I got there and I felt myself you know and if that is what 2022 can be like like that's what I want to take with me and like none of these things have really panned out and none of them are really perfect and I haven't like none of these really they were all like lovely fine experiences but you know complex and like I'll tell you more later when we like are in Joshua Tree, but basically <laughs> they all felt really like they're propelling me and and I want more of that, you know, like more of that energy. But I also feel like after that ended and I kind of felt like the the full moon illuminated like the, the ending of that cycle, I felt some like grief and loss there because I was like, oh, that was so fun. But now mm-hmm. I'm really feeling like this week, mm-hmm. I was feeling really intense Virgo season of like, I really mm-hmm. want to focus on in process and the launch of that. And I really want to mm-hmm. focus on reading. And I, I started a new essay and I haven't written in a really long mm-hmm. time. And I've just been like, I haven't left, I haven't driven my car all week. I've like just been in the neighborhood And it's been so nice. Like, it's been so nice Mm -hmm. to just like be in this new season. But I'm also, I did have this thought like earlier this week of like, oh no, is that over? Was that like a weird fluke (laughs) that I had where I was going on all those dates? And is that like over now? And I'm going back into my like controlled, whatever, whatever. But I guess apparently, according to you, it's not a fluke. It was just a preview of what 2022 is going to be like. A hundred percent. And that's why I freaking love astrology is because I am someone who will internalize everything. Like, did I just ruin my whole life? Like, you know, you wake up some days, you're like, why are things hard today or whatever? And I'm like, oh, there's a context and a pattern. And there's also a map and like an instruction manual. And oh my God, where has this been my whole life? And so for you, it's like, that's the, I'm thinking back, I do like a lot of year ahead readings in January and everyone, I was like, something's going to happen and it's going to start to dwindle. And you're definitely carried on because of your Leo moon. Your new moon is your big like reset of the year. So like you're just carried on feeling really good. But I was like, everyone, we're going to feel this and something, it's not going to completely pan out the way we wanted, but we're getting like the sneak peek. So don't be, I literally tell people like, don't fret. Like it wasn't a fluke. But now what we're being asked to do is like, we have to take accountability in some way and we have to do something different and like uh, reevaluate something. And like, I had a lot of clients who were like, oh, maybe getting out of a divorce in 2020. And they like fell in love this summer. But then they were like, oh yeah, I need to like sign my divorce papers or I need to like, like do that thing this fall. That's like creating the space to say you're mm. ready for this next thing, the space or the structure. And then right now, I just wrote about like, well, Virgo season, the Virgo new moon is coming up on the 6th. That's asking you like, get down to business, like take that first action step, like take your dream, the heart activation, the opening, the courage, the charisma, the magic from Leo season. And like, take one step in that right direction. Like this Virgo new moon is really supporting that. And it's almost like trusting that one step and a million of other, like the, the whole footpath will appear from that. But like, 
we have to take that first step. It's very Virgo. It's like, mm. we got to do it, put something in, into action. So, yeah. Wow. This week's episode is brought to you by Acorn TV. As it gets colder, I'm really enjoying snuggling up, cozy on the couch, watching some TV on my computer. I think I'm actually going to get a projector, especially when shows are must watch and you want to get to the end and know what happens, like what I'm finding on Acorn TV. I hadn't heard of Acorn TV before, but Acorn TV is the largest commercial-free British streaming service that features compelling stories, exclusive premieres, and originals that you won't find anywhere else. With Acorn TV, there's always something new to discover. It has hundreds of exclusive shows from around the world, including award-winning mysteries, dramas, comedies, and so much more. From production to performances, the series that you'll find on Acorn TV are exceptional and refreshing because they're cleverly written and visually striking and feature renowned actors that I think you'll really like. My friend Zoe's dad is British and she loves good mystery. So we've been watching some mysteries. There's this show called Finding Alice that we really like. And there's another one called Midsummer's Murder. There's so much good stuff in here. And I'm excited to, to try some more things. I think you'll probably really like it too. There's genuinely so much here, something for everybody. Give it a go. You'll get thousands of hours of new, enthralling content on Acorn TV for a fraction of the cost compared to most streaming services. It's just $5.99 a month, which I really love. And there's so many movies and series that I don't find anywhere else. I kind of like having an alternative to other platforms and it's really cool and cozy, like I said. Try Acorn TV for free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use my promo code, let it out. But you have to use the promo code in all lowercase letters. That's A-C-O-R-N dot TV, code let it out in lowercase to get your first 30 days for free. This week's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the leading men's hygiene brand. Manscaped just launched new products that the men in your life will actually use, including their all-new ultra premium body wash and two-in-one shampoo and conditioner. It's time to give the man or men in your life the gift of beautiful skin hair and yes it says here balls this holiday season go to manscaped.com and use code let it out for 20 percent off and free shipping i think hygiene is such a personal choice and decision and i think you know everyone has different preferences and what they like and how they want to handle sensitive areas and I think Manscaped is really cool because they have this performance package 4.0 which includes an electric trimmer that is skin safe and I think that's really cool it's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower they also have an anti-chafing deodorant moisturizer toner 
This hygiene bundle comes with a pair of Manscaped anti-chafing boxers that will keep people feeling fresh all day. I think that's lovely. Manscaped would really just make such a great gift. Their shampoo and conditioner that I mentioned is hydrating, nourishing, conditioning for the scalp and strengthens the hair at the same time. Tis the season to load up on Manscaped products to get the men in your life, your dad, your brother, your friends, your husband, your boyfriend, whatever, whoever. It's the best gift of all, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code LETITOUT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code LETITOUT. Get your man a gift you'll both enjoy, the gift of Manscaped. I am telling you about Olive and June with wet nails. I just painted my nails, which is something I started doing more often during the beginning of quarantine. My friends and I would do it with each other. Olive and June is my favorite nail polish ever. It lasts seven plus days. It doesn't chip. They have the best colors. With Olive and June's Manny system, you have really beautiful salon-like nails at a really affordable price. And it's kind of nice to do something for yourself. Olive and June's Manny system is the ultimate secret behind salon perfect nails at home, all in one place, no guessing, no messy nails, and you can do it yourself, which I think is really cool. I like it. It's all in one box. It's so easy. I don't have to go anywhere, which is kind of nice. And I I would always mess up my nails on the way home so I can do this. I usually do it right before I go on a walk. And it's really nice. And I just like it. It, it feels really, really fun. And I'm not great at doing my own nails. It usually looks like a five-year-old did them. But for some reason with this polish, it dries quickly. I don't mess it up. And it looks really chic. I really, really like it. The color I have on right now is called, it's like a blue and it's called OMG actually. Did you hear that? The polish is right here. People seem to comment on my nails. Sometimes I put all the different colors that they sent me on my nails at the same time. And people tend to ask me if I got my nails done and I did them myself. I would love for you to try this nail polish whenever you get a second. Getting beautiful salon perfect nails at home is now a dream come true with Olive and June. Your new nail life is here. Visit oliveandjune.com slash let it out and use the code let it out for 20% off your first Manny system. This is an exclusive offer you can only get here. That's Olive and June, O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash let it out and use the code let it out for 20% off your first Manny system. Oliveandjune.com slash let it out, code let it out. Thanks so much, Olive and June. This is so fun. I love, you know, I've gotten into human design and astrology and, you know, Myers-Briggs and Anagram and all of it. And I just think that it's all really interesting as a conversation starter, you know, like a way to articulate ourselves to each other. And that part, I'm, and then there's many parts of it that, you know, that I'm sure that you know and have seen, but 
that and storytelling and connection mm-hmm. to be able to say like someone being like, I'm a Virgo. It means I'm this is saying like, see me. This is how oh I God. am, yes. you know, which is really beautiful. That's, I think it's the biggest gift. I just did a, a blessing at a friend's wedding. And I was talking about like, really one of the biggest gifts we can give when we love someone, whether we're in love or just when we love our friends or family is giving them the gift of seeing them and then being curious about them too. And like being curious about how we can get to know them more, how we can love them more, how we can honor them more. And I think that's why I love, I have such an affinity for like, yeah, these systems of knowledge, of understanding, also of self-knowledge, because also everything I just said about loving someone else is also true for loving yourself, like mm-hmm. like learning about yourself and, and what you need and how to articulate that. To me, it's such it's such a love language to drop into this and such a good like I'm I'm so curious about humans and I'm such a little detective. It's such a good like short code to me. I'm like, oh, okay, that's why you're like that. And this is how I can relate to you. And this is what you're like superpower is, but I'm not limiting you. I'm not boxing you because astrology teaches us that's just the starting off point, but it helps me have like a framework. And I think my brain relaxes a lot with that. Mm. I, can, I can feel myself like relax when I, when I, like the first thing I do, my husband makes fun of me all day. I'm like, I got to pull up the chart for that. Whether it's like mm. something happens in the news or I'm watching a documentary or he's telling me about someone. I'm like, I, I got, I got to pull up their chart so I can like understand this right now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's so cool. So do you like projects have charts? And cause you were saying mm-hmm. the internet has a chart. So mm-hmm. like, for instance, like would let it out have a chart? One thousand percent, baby girl. Oh, interesting, yeah. and that's something that a lot of like I do for my businesses, but for a lot of my clients, like I tend to work with a lot of creatives and entrepreneurs, visionary people just doing things a little disruptive or different in their sphere. And we, I always pull up their chart because their your business has its own energetic blueprint, and understanding that is huge for understanding like why it was birth, what its purpose is, and then to understand the phases and timing and, and planning out things and launches and growth cycles. Mm. So everything, the country has a birth chart, legislation has a birth chart, brands, podcasts, wow. and anything. That's so fascinating. That's something I'd love, like maybe that's our workshop in Joshua Tree because <laughs> I think planning around that or plan it like uh-huh. could be so interesting because and, and how you interact with your chart. And I think that that relates to, to me about the Aquarius mm-hmm. North node where I want let it out to grow and be bigger. And I don't mm-hmm. want to get in that way. And also understanding, you know, the timing of that. And that's so fascinating. I, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. That would be a really fun workshop. It also just takes so much of the guesswork out. Because for me, I think being you know an entrepreneur or being a creative, it's almost like you have option overwhelm, you know, analysis paralysis. I could do so yeah. many things. And just to know definitively, like, here's the, you know, here's the lane you're going down. You can have yeah. fun. You can color within those black and white lines, have fun. But like, this is the black and white line that you're filling in. It's, it's very clarifying and which leads to, you know, more confidence too. Yeah. God, I love that. So you said something that I really want to pick up on, which is your husband and astrology, (laughs) because (laughs) I wrote down two main things that I really would love to, to get into with you. But before we do, I want to know about your relationship to astrology and how you came into this work because the last time I knew you, you had a juice company and a coffee shop. And so the two main things I I wrote down that I'm most interested to hear 
from my friend about our pivots, like making a big career mm-hmm. pivot and transitions, which is something that's like such a theme of the show. And and I, I used to write a column called Pivot. And I think it's, you know, it's very Saturn attorney. And it's, it's just we're all collectively, I think, in a big pivot and transition right now. And all and the truth is we always are, really. And then I would love to talk about love, you know, like I'd love to talk about you got married this year in the, in a pandemic. And I, I think I'd love to hear a little bit more about how we can all work with our Venus in our chart and what your Venus is and, mm-hmm. and use mine as a, as an example. So those are the two things I'm, I'm really hoping we focus on today, but can you start by telling me about your career pivot and how you got into astrology and like where that piece came in for you? Mm, love it. Love everything you just said. So excited to dig in. Um, grabbing my fork and knife. Let's go for it. Um, okay, so astrology. Ooh, probably like a lot of people, people can hear yeah. more about the beginning of your like where you were in that yes, life. Yes. I'll link to that episode. Yeah, we got into like your background, and and I I love that episode so yeah, much actually so this is really to cool. that link to that and that way you can get the first part of my life story and you know you i'll even use my own astrology as a um way of you know storytelling device my north node yours is an aquarius mine's in gemini they're both very idea driven very air very you know thoughts ideas teaching you know, is is very much a part of both of our destiny lines. Mine's in Gemini, which means I do everything at least two at a time. Like, okay, I'm gonna have a juice factory and a coffee shop. I have like (laughs) Cosmic Revolutions, our school, our coaching program. We have Cosmic RX. That's like an app-based, like, you know, helping you in the day-to-day life. Like everything I do is like two at once. And Gemini is very mutable. So there's a constant like shape-shifting as to part of my life purpose. And I've had to just surrender to that and be like, okay, like what next? So astrology, probably like a lot of people listening to this, super drawn to it. It's like a young girl, you know, loved the horoscopes. I used to go to my little like new age witchy shop and like look up in like the birthday book, you know, what's like going on, me and my crush. Yeah, um, always about a crush. <laughs> always about the crush. And then my aunt is a very amazing woman and she studied with a really famous numerologist in california um in the 70s and 80s and she was really into astrology and tarot and she's put so much reverence to it so much grounded wisdom and she's like elegant and like super chic and i just like she's like my high 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 Mm. role model growing up and she would just bring things up to me like oh well that's because you know your mercury's in virgo that's why you're doing that and like Mm-hmm. And she just do little check-ins. And every time it was exactly what you said, I felt so seen. You know, I'm the oldest of four girls, big household. I basically like helped raise my sisters. My parents were, you know, work for themselves and they had a lot of their own like tumultuous things happening. And I think in some ways I didn't totally like know myself or have permission to be myself. And sometimes like, you know, just didn't feel seen. Big family moving fast. Um, not totally knowing who I was, all these things. Like, I just felt like, oh, who am I? What am I good at? Where, why am I here? And she would say something to me and it wasn't even, it was so offhanded to her, but I was like, oh, it was like oh, a spark. Like, oh, that's me. That's me. And yes, yes, yes. What you just said, like that, that's me. So I love that. I was really into it. But then, you know, kind of as I grew up, I definitely have a lot of things in my chart that are very targeted towards like business and being an entrepreneur and wanting to be like, 
successful, very ambitious. So I think I just sort of a lot let all that go as I wanted to be quote unquote like taken more seriously out in the world. And it all sort of, you know, sat in return time, kind of my whole world came crashing down. If I talked about it on the last podcast, but everything like called off my wedding a month before. It was also a month before my actual Saturn return. My parents got divorced, sold my child at home. I like didn't have a job. I like lost all of my friends from college because of this fallout. It was just like, okay. And my life is on uh, completely imploded. So I started being like, well, I guess like I have no money, no direction. But I feel really free. I feel actually really good, but like, holy F what's happening. And I just started being like, okay, like, journaling, meditating, like what are things I could do for zero dollars that'll mm-hmm. help me feel like I can get out of bed in the morning. And it kind of started to return to like energy with 2012, which is collectively, we were going through our first big like collective spiritual awakening. And I, you talked about that's when you got really into wellness. We were, we were starting to move towards this now I know in astrology. And I was starting to feel like, yeah, I want to do something with purpose. I want to help people, blah, 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 flash forward. I opened a juice factory, I opened the end, but then, you know, like anything you do in life, like you're like, that, that's it. That's, that's my dream. And you get there, you're like, oh my God, I still have to deal with all of my bullshit. Like all of my things here, like um, constantly having to learn about boundaries and self-care and speaking my truth and valuing my creativity and my intelligence and all of these sort of things I tried to avoid my whole life. Being an entrepreneur, um, especially with like all male business partners, really like push that up to the surface. And I was like, I need like help. Like what? And I just started getting into, I was in Montauk and I would literally just be like, the moon was like stalking me. Like I was like, whoa, I feel the moon so intense out here. You're like on the ocean. The fishermen out here all talk about the moon all day because it affects what they do. The surfers talk about it. Like the moon is very present out here. And I think I had lived in New York City for so long that coming out into a little bit of like a rewilding moment into nature, I was like, yeah, the moon, like I kind of want to get to know her. And I always say the moon, like your story is a lot of people's like entry point, the gateway drug into astrology because Mm -hmm we see the moon, right? Like we've all had that moment, like, look at the moon, like everyone, I don't care, you know, your background, your beliefs, how old you are, where in the world, we're all like mesmerized as humans by the moon. And it's one of the few, you know, luminaries and planetary beings that we can connect to and see. And the moon is our cosmic umbilical cord. It's like our mystical mother. It connects us into our inner child, our inner world. So the moon is how a lot of people get into astrology. And I started having these weird visions and like downloads. And I didn't even know what that word meant at the time that I had like get women together and do circles and like work with the moon. And I was like, what? So yada, yada, I had some friends that like pushed me into doing it. And it just was like going down a rabbit hole of like following. I don't even want to say the nudges from the universe. They were like full on shoves in my shoulders from the universe. It was like, get into this, learn about this. Like, books coming across my path. I had teachers coming into my coffee shop in Brooklyn being like, you need to study shamanism. And here's like a application we're going to give you. We're going to fill it out for you. You need to study this. And when I found astrology, I had been studying spirituality and taking different classes and courses and certifications. And astrology was the thing that helped me like bring it all together. I was like, okay, like here is this count. The Zodiac wheel is a guide for our personal evolution and revolution that we get to go through every year and like that wheel and that journey i was like oh my god this is so cool 
And then I started doing workshops in the end about like astrology. I started making some astrology based like lattes. Like I did like a Gemini one, like well and good came in and filmed me doing it. We had so much fun. And I was like, this is so cool. Every astrological sign has like an herb and a crystal that mm -hmm. goes with it. And I, I was like, this is, it's like there's self-care for every sign and every season and every part of your chart. I was like, my Virgo was like, oh my God, there's like a whole system here. And like, oh my God, this is so cool. Um, but I felt really intimidated by it. I was like, ah, I am interested, but I'm never going to be an astrologer. Like that feels really weird. Like how most people feel about calling themselves an artist. And like, that just feels mm -hmm. like really like, no, that's not me. And then one of my best friends who's a Gemini, who's like people who are on your North node activate it. So for you, Aquarius, Aquarii will activate your North node. He was a Gemini, a twin Gemini from Long Island, astrologer. And he's like, Maddie Murphy, like you're an astrologer, like just own mm. it. Like you speak this language. And then he read my chart and gave me that last boost of validation I needed. He like painted it out for me. He's like, you're meant to teach people about the metaphysical parts of life and help people, but like in a very practical way. Like you're meant to bring the watermelon through the keyhole, he told me. Like that's Whoa. in your birth. Yeah. And I had like chills. And that was the moment that I was like, okay. Cause I was like, no, I had my coffee shop, my juice shop. Like they were so successful. My ego was like really wrapped up in the identity I had around them. I liked having a brick and mortar, but I kept, I was having so many people, especially women, um, femmes, like people being like, I'm a creative or I have my own business. And like, how did you do what you do? Like, what did you learn about, you know, working with the moon or understanding yourself or protecting your energy? And that just kind of was a side thing. And then it became like my full-time thing. And my now business partner, Audrey, was the person, she has a Gemini moon. She approached me and she's like, we got to like take us to the next level. Like we got to make you a website. We got to get this out to everyone. If it weren't for her, I would just still be like in a shack in Montauk, like being like, eh, you could find me, you could find me, whatever. Um, so, mm -hmm. so that was sort of the journey. And then I think for most people, astrology is like probably like, overwhelming. For me, it was very grounding. I was like, ah, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Like I finally understood um, how I could teach the, all the things I wanted to share my personal lessons uh, through this lens of astrology. And it's been, oh my God, like, also I should mention that in like 2016, I went to a workshop and they're like, oi, oi vey, the astrology of 2020, like, can we talk about it? And I was like, what's oh, going to wow. happen? So actually having that um, was one of the, my biggest like game changers for going through COVID and everything, you know, the racial equity, like movement. And uh, I mean, everything that was upturned, like, I was just like, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew something was going to happen and it helped me stay so grounded. I was like, okay, I get it. I get what the cosmic assignment here. This isn't random. It's not like the world's not on fire or it is, but it's being burnt down to like build something new. So I was so, 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 so grateful to have this knowledge going into that for sure. Wow. Thank you. What a pivot. That is so mm -hmm. cool to hear someone like following their karma and their astrology and doing what's correct for them. And wow, that I love that so much. And I'd love to hear your lessons on romantic love and romantic relationships and, and meeting your husband and mm. how that interacts with your chart. And maybe your Venus will come up and you can tell people a little bit about how to use their Venus. Mm. Yeah. So almost the bridge between the pivot conversation into like partnerships is 
to me, everything in life is truly energy and noticing where there's resistance and noticing where and how you can move past. Like, I think our higher selves is just the version of us that knows no resistance. It's just like pure flow state. And the pivot, like for me in like my work was like when things started to feel really sticky, there's a lot of resistance, a lot of like force energy of my old businesses. And the flow energy was coming in of like, hey, there's this other thing. You don't totally understand it, but there's just things happening. Doors are opening and there's a lot of alignment. And I think that same thing happens a lot in relationships. And by understanding our chart, we can really articulate and get clear and either set specific intentions, you know, if we haven't found our partner, or we can get really clear on like what we need to feel in that flow state and not try to force things. Because listen, I'm that person like, I used to be like, if something's working on paper, I felt weird saying no to it, right? Yeah. Um, so I was I was engaged before uh, my now life wizard, like, so I call my husband on my podcast, like, before I met my current life wizard, I was engaged. And, it, you know, he was a beautiful man. Like, we were friends in college. We had a beautiful friendship energy. He taught me so much about myself. But we didn't have that deep spark. I didn't feel... I, I had felt I felt a little detached from him, and you know a lot of that was on me. But on paper, it all made sense. He was good to me. He was you know, there's nothing wrong, and I just kind of felt like, well, you know what, that's good enough, kind of a mentality. And a lot about you know I think living in a path of being really authentic and being aligned and any sort of spiritual path is about like ah oh, like not settling for good when you know that there's like. I don't even want to call it great, but like, where do you feel liberated? Where do you feel alive? Where do you feel empowered? And where are you also so like activated that you could show up and be of service to people around you because you're just like, yes, like I'm living in my purpose. I'm living on purpose, even if it's freaking terrifying. Mm -hmm. And for that relationship, it was like safe. He was amazing. But I just started feeling like, right before my wedding, uh, and there's a lot of things happening, you know, for time's sake, I'll keep it brief. We'll talk about it in Joshua Tree, you know, but my body just started to shut down. I couldn't sleep. I lost like a ton. I'm like a curvy, thick, T-H-I-C-C girl. I got my hips, my boobs. Like I dropped so much weight. I couldn't eat. I love sleeping. I'm a Pisces moon. I couldn't sleep. I felt like panic attacks, like what now I know what they're called. I didn't know at the time on the daily. And it was just my body being like, stop, stop. Like, this is not wow. it. And I had never really let myself experience really heart opening love because that was very vulnerable. Virgos, we don't like to be vulnerable. We, we, we tend to be a little like Virgos are like, we'll help everyone. We love everyone, but we're like kind of fine being on our own. We can be a little detached. And I was like, I'm good. Like I I'm good just over here, like in the like category, like falling in love felt really unsafe to me and felt like losing control. And I just, I don't know. It just wasn't my thing really. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm just not meant to fall in love. And the message I was getting from everything, every angle of my life was like, no, you are, you just have to like take a leap of faith. Like you just need to play a little bigger right now. Mm. Like you're, you're playing kind of small and that's going to F you up. And I started getting down, like, just like, nope, that's going to, like, you were talking about the festering, like, this is not going to feel good in two years and five years and 10 years. So uh, up to that point, I was definitely the hyper good girl in my life. Like I didn't do anything to rock a boat. I hated confrontation. I hated making people upset. I was just like, go with the flow, man. Like I'm cool. Like just do everything like by the books. 
So having to, you know, call everyone I know and being like, I'm not getting married. And they're like, why? I'm like, my body told me not to. Yeah. Like, not like nothing happened. It wasn't something like super dramatic. It was so scary to me, but that was an activation. That was like literally the day of my Saturn return, like really kicked into gear. And I was like, okay, this is a new Maddie. Like, this is me. And I kind of felt like that moment was like, I can't go back. I can't go back to living a half asleep life because everyone's going to look at me and be like, okay, you called off your wedding to what? Go in another like bad relationship or live. Like, I was like, I guess I really have to like show up for my life now. And I met my life wizard in a really weird, like happenstance, like, you know, wasn't thinking about him romantically at all. Met him. I was, I was just kind of like assistant teaching some yoga it was a really weird time in my life. I was like, I want to help people, but I don't know how. I thought yoga was the only way to do that. And I love yoga teachers, but I was like, I don't know. Like, well, I want to help people. What does that mean? And I met him. And really the biggest thing I could say is that like, there was just this really like instant connection. And I felt like mm. I was like, I was so the like cool detached girl my whole life with partners. I'd be like, whatever, call me or don't. I don't care, whatever. And then when I met him, I was like, I need to be around him. Like I need to be close to him. Like, and I kept me like, you're so familiar. Like, how do I know you? And I was much more of the one, like the aggressor, like let's get coffee. Let's hang out. Like I was not being cool. I, I didn't care. And he was like, the thing that I said, like during my wedding vows to him is I was like, you know, you were the first person who I really like he saw like he saw so deep into me and that mm. feeling seen made me feel so safe and it made me feel like a coming home to myself and then I found out that my Venus is in Libra in the fourth house so like to you like true love to us like you and I it takes different shapes and shades but it's like a feeling of ah, oh, like returning home like there you are and like mm. I feel completely relaxed like I never wanted to reveal anything to myself to a partner. I was like, I don't want them living with me and seeing all the weird stuff I do. And like, I'm so quirky. And like, I like to do that in private and I love my alone time. And with him right away, I was like, here I am, like every weird part of me. And like, I never want you to leave me. And it was such an instant feeling at home. And that, and my Venus was in Libra and he's a Libra, he's a Libra stellium. So we spoke each other's love languages really Mm. easily. And probably the biggest thing though, is like he has his Mars and his planet of action and, and desire goes through my seventh house of partnership. And what it's helped me do is he's helped me want to be a better version of myself, but also like to show up more right when we fall in love. We're like, if we're going to do this and we're going to like make all this happen, like we want to really make a commitment to never be complacent with each other and to also do more together than we can do apart. Like, mm. like we want to have our love affect other people's lives and those are our anchors like we come back to that a lot and we like kind of bring that up a lot and then on just like a really like silly level like we just get along like our libra energy like we're both really um like we're both very i don't know how to put this like i don't know if veins the right word but like i love a beauty treatment that's part of my venus and mm-hmm. libra if i'm feeling bad about myself I'm like, i gotta go get some fake lashes i don't wear makeup but i love beauty treatments does that make mm-hmm. sense like yeah <laughs> but then you'll get a blowout and your girl is fierce again like if i lose myself i'm like i gotta come back to my beauty mm-hmm. or like my home i need to beautify it 
And that was a part of myself I always felt kind of like ashamed about because I was like, well, no, like I want to be known for my intellect or my, you know, like, and I was like, no, but like, I do love like a spray tan sometimes and whatever it was, his Libra stelliums, like, of course you need that. Like Libra is like ruled by Venus, the sign of the goddess, beauty, you know, balance. And he's like, yeah, no, no, go babe. Like do that. You should do that. So there's just little things that you can look for of like crossover in your chart. That's like, okay, like you understand a part of me. I don't have to overly advocate for that. But then of course, astrology is like anything, like it's what you want to put into it. So it's like, uh, yeah, there are some people's charts that are so compatible, quote unquote, but like if the intention's not there, if the awareness isn't there, it's like, you're going to run into your own issues. So, Mm. but I say that you getting to know your Venus is how you get to know how to love yourself. It's what your values are. It's also what makes you feel like open and you use that word sparkly. It's what makes you feel like magnetic. And that's what like really good love and crush energy does to us, right? So like by working with our Venus, we get to understand that for ourselves. And then we get to know what we kind of need from our partner to feel that way. But we can actually articulate it and then like ask for it versus being like, I don't know, something's just like off. So I I hope that like makes sense. And Mm, it's like a big, it's a big big topic. I'm like trying to like let my brain file out the most important information. Um. No, I love it. And I wish we had more time to get into it, but we talk about it in my, in respect to my chart on your episode. So we can kind of popcorn people back and forth between the two episodes, but I'm just so happy you found your life wizard. And I'm so happy that you, didn't marry that other person and that you moved through your Saturn return. And I'm sorry that that happened, but that just, it's all really wild. And I'm, I'm really, yeah. And I'm really grateful for what you shared about Venus and love. And I have a question for you Mm -hmm. related to that. I've had a lot of Gemini people who have been impactful to me, dudes. Uh Do you have any info on that? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on with that? So your descendant, uh, which I'm going to explain that means in a moment is in Gemini. So we, that's your kind of line that dictates partnership for you and love is, is in Gemini. So you are drawn to that. And what I love about astrology is you are rising, your ascendant is in Sagittarius. So whatever someone at home is listening, whatever your rising sign is, if you know it, the opposite sign of that is your descendant. Your ascendant is you, your identity. It's how you move through life. It's how you rise. It's the vibe you give off. It's how you understand like your most authentic self. That's in Sag. On the opposite end of that is your um, descendant, which is your house of partnership, which is what you need and crave and how you find balance is in Gemini. And when I first started studying astrology, I was like, why is the rising called the ascendant? And then your relationship part is called your descendant. I'm like, that sounds kind of weird. And my teacher just looks at me square in the face and he's like, uh, what makes you descend and lose yourself faster than like falling in love? I'm like, mm. true, 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 yeah. true, true. <laughs> That's part of life, like is rising in yourself and then also losing yourself in another person. And that balance of independence, interdependence is like what we need. And we need a little bit of both. And we learn a lot about life through both. So for you, your descendant is in Gemini. Now, that doesn't mean that you can only be with Geminis, but it's good to know if you like fall in love with someone and you look at your chart, maybe like their moons in Gemini, but like thinking about the part that you want to connect with that, that Gemini energy, what crosses over there will be very activating for you. 
Fascinating. I've always wanted to ask that. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> that's another, like, if astrology isn't real, that's funny. Yeah, that's right. like, Well, here, it's right here. <laughs> God, I, I just love you <laughs> so much. I, my computer is dying, which is, and my <laughs> microphone plugs into that spot, which is like the real reason we have to right. like start to wrap up, but you'll come back, right? We'll come back. This was third it, appearance. You know, third appearance. We're doing this ongoing. I love, love, love the Let It Out community. I love being here. I like just love your energy so much. Truly. Oh, likewise. Okay. Well, let's wrap up with the rapid fire questions. You ready? Ooh, okay. Okay. Best thing you've eaten in the last week? Mm, uh, lobster roll, Montauk. Oh, amazing. I would like to. I've still never been to Montauk, so oh. I would like to come. And eat one of those with you. Okay, let's date that and Joshua Tree. (laughs) What are you most curious about? Ooh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just human behavior, always. Mm. Yeah, same. What's a lesson that you've learned recently that you can share? (laughs) If you have to force it, it's not meant for you. Just trust the reroute. The block is the blessing. Move on. Black is the blessing. Move on, dude. That's so good. One last thing I want to ask about, this is not actually a rapid fire, but we'll make it one because I'm, I'm on 4%. But basically, I had a, I, my very close friend, my Virgo friend, who I'm actually celebrating her birthday. Her birthday's tomorrow. I'm celebrating it with her tonight, like right after this. And She's turning 27 and I'm on the other side of my Saturn return. And she was saying to me the other day, just like how she's, you know, feeling complex about turning 27. And I did not react well. I had like very little empathy for her. And I was just Mm. like, I'm 31 years old. I feel so old around all of my friends. And I was like dating someone kind of younger than me and blah, blah, blah. And so I, I really like didn't, I didn't like let her share at the level I wanted to. And now talking to you today, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to apologize like when I see her in a little bit. And I'm going to say like, actually, what you're going through is very real. Like turning 27, mm-hmm. you're about to start your Saturn return. It's intense. Mm-hmm. Like I just did it. It's like gnarly. So what would you say to someone? We did a whole Saturn return episode on the podcast mm-hmm. that I'll also link to. But what would you say to someone entering their Saturn return? Or like, what is some advice or not advice, but insight mm-hmm. perhaps? Mm. Oh, this is one of my favorite things to talk about because it was my moment of coming to astrology and all this. So I would say that first of all, the Saturn return, it, it can be a portal and a rite of passage where you can get a lot out of it. So don't, it is intense, but it doesn't have to be all like doom and gloom. A. B, it's time to get mega effing curious about yourself, your patterns, why you do the things you do, why do you believe the things you do, because it's all going to be questioned, okay? And you want to really figure out during this time, not what you do and what defines you, but who you are. Like, who are you? What are your values? What do you stand for? Because this is going to be your time. You're entering your emotional adulthood and you are going behind the driver's wheel. Up to this point, someone else has been driving the car for you, like your parents, your subconscious beliefs, your community, society. And this is your time to get really curious and like get involved in some shadow work, understand the parts of you that you don't like, and also get prepared to spend a lot of time alone because your Saturn return is isolating because that's where we do our work to learn about ourselves. It's not going to be forever, but enjoy this time. You need to be like pulled back from everything. Okay. And it's going to be over soon. It's going to be amazing. Make the most of it. 
that's <laughs> yeah, I can talk about this for four oh, hours. That's that the quick takeaway. So good. Thank you. I love that so much. Maddie, I love you. I want to keep talking to you forever, but um my computer's dying and you'll come back and we'll do, maybe we'll do a live one in Joshua Tree and a live one in Montauk. Who knows? This is the we're going on years of friendship that's just gonna continue. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, okay, let's end with taking the let it out deep breath. You ready? Okay. Inhale. Let it out. <sighs> so good. So good. Thank you so much. I love you. I'm so grateful that we did this. Same. Love you. Thank you for having me. Love you so much. Okay, that was my conversation with Maddie Murphy. She's incredible. You're incredible for being here all the way to the end. She just gives me so much joy listening to her podcast and reading her newsletter. I get that through that as well. It really translates. So highly recommend following along with the Cosmic RX and listening to her podcast. Like I said, I'm going to be the guest on there next week. So if you're missing a fresh piece of content from me, it will be there. And if you want to connect with me further, sign up for the Let It Out letter. It's my weekly newsletter where I send out these episodes as well as show notes and insights and essays and my musings. And if you like this, you'll like that. So the link to sign up will be there. And I have these self-study workshops. I have one about the holidays. The holidays are coming up. They're self-study workshops about using journaling and other tools for personal growth. There are two about breakups and... If you want to learn more about those, the link will be in the show notes. And there is a discount code that I made actually for people listening to Maddie's episode. And I'm going to tell you here too. So if you are listening to this episode and you want to use the code COSMIC, it gives you 22% off of all of my workshops, including the holiday ones, the write kit, which is about journaling and writing and all of them. So if you have any questions for me about those, let me know. And I do work with a very small amount of people one-on-one every once in a while for creative consulting. And I have two spots open. So if you would like to work with me, send me an email. It's just katie at let it out with three T's. Or if you have questions about anything, I will talk to you in two weeks with fresh episodes. But in the meantime, archived episodes will be airing on the feed and my second podcast my mental health podcast that i co-host with serena wolf about anxiety it's called spiraling we just finished season three so if you want to listen to that that's available we're going to do a holiday episode that we're recording this week that will be coming out soon so i highly recommend checking out spiraling if you haven't already or just to remind you that there are new episodes over there I love you. I'm so happy you're here. If you're still listening all the way to the end, please comment the secret emoji on my Instagram, on Maddie's Instagram, on Let It Out's Instagram. Did you know that Let It Out has an Instagram? It's just Let It Out with three T's. I would love for you to connect with me over there. Send me a message, make a comment, and comment the moon emoji, which ever phase feels like you right now if you feel like you're feeling kind of dark and heavy comment the new moon if you're feeling bright and full comment the full moon or anywhere in between on maddie's instagram on the cosmic rx's instagram on my instagram on let it out's instagram to let us know you're listening all the way to the end and i will choose one person who puts that comment somewhere to win 
the kits for free, one of the kits of your choice. I love you. So happy you're here. Thank you for supporting this podcast by listening. If you want to send it to a friend, that helps the show supporting the sponsors. It truly means so much. And I want to keep doing this well into the new year and beyond. So your support really, truly means a lot. I'm going to be reflecting and thinking about the new season and the new year and how to keep this project going in some new creative ways. And I would love your thoughts and feedback. So if you have any, feel free to send it to me, what you want to see more of on the show and your support is really helpful. So let me know on, I'm going to put some survey questions up in the next couple of weeks on Let It Out's Instagram. So that's going to be the best way to give me that information. And again, grateful that you're here. Love you so much. And I will talk to you next week from the past and in two weeks with a fresh episode.